It's Thursday, April 2nd. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, the inspiration behind yesterday, J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour on this Thursday, April 2nd. A jam-packed show today coming up. Tony Baselli returns to the radio. We'll hear from the pride of the Jaguars in just moments from now. Senior writer John Ozier will talk the latest... Jags news. Colt Kublik from SEC Network, analyst on Saturday Night Football. We'll break down some of the big SEC prospects coming up three weeks from today. The NFL Draft gets underway. And Jaguars analyst Jeff Lagerman will close out the show with us today. We are simulcast right now currently on 92.5 FM on the Frank Frangie Show as well. And the reason why is our first guest, our co-host of this show. A couple of weeks ago, our friend and colleague Tony Baselli was Diagnosed with the coronavirus, COVID-19, sent to the Mayo Clinic here in Jacksonville. He's gone through it all. He's back home now, and he's back on Jaguars Happy Hour today. Tony, it is good to hear that voice again. How are you, sir? <laughs> well, I'm doing better, JP, and I appreciate you. Um, it's uh, It's been quite a, a few weeks, and uh, but I'm feeling better. I'm uh, home from the hospital, and uh, I'm on the right side of this thing now. Tony, we're going to break some of this down. We'll talk a little football too. This is a football show. I don't, you know, it's been a while since yeah, be you've good. been on here. That'd be good. You know, we'll get yeah, to that. It's been a while. <laughs> There's been a lot going on between now and then. Um, how did this start? When was your initial reaction to it? The symptoms? When did you find out? When were you tested? And then all of a sudden, when were you at Mayo? Yeah. So uh, a few weeks ago, I guess it would. Uh, Two weeks ago from yesterday is when I got tested, and uh, the reason I got tested, I started feeling uh, first just like a cold, didn't think anything of it, and uh, and uh, maybe some allergies or something. But woke up a, a Wednesday morning feeling really lousy, and uh, that same morning I got a phone call saying that I was around an individual that had tested positive, and so at that point I uh, called my doctor at Mayo. And uh, said, "Hey, here's what's going on. I feel great, and I just found out that uh, I've been around somebody. So they got me in, and I got tested that Wednesday, and uh, stayed at home and just kind of hung out, waiting, and then found out uh, Friday, um, two weeks from tomorrow, yeah. that I was uh, positive. And uh, at that point, was still feeling okay, but uh, started going down a little downhill over the weekend. Uh, thought I was getting better." And then Tuesday um, of last week, um, really started feeling bad. And, and uh, throughout the day, it was going the wrong direction. And uh, Wednesday, uh, mid-morning, called my doctor again and told him what was going on. And he sent me to the hospital. I thought I was just going in to maybe get some fluids and some medicine. Sure. And uh, next thing I knew, I was there five days. The uh, Yeah, when you get in there, um, how do they – greet you at the door i mean this has to be obviously they know that you have it at this point and then you're in the hospital what happened the next few days after that yeah so uh, i'm really fortunate i mean the people are great um throughout the healthcare system you know system here in jacksonville and uh, i was fortunate to be at mayo the great people so they called ahead they knew i was coming and uh so i was greeted with you know an individual who at the er who was way, uh, where I was coming and was in the full um, mask and, uh, you know, out, you know, making sure they're completely covered head to toe. And they wheeled me into the uh, emergency room, into a private room away from everybody, and uh, started doing tests and x-rays on my chest and everything. And that's when uh, the pulmonologist came in and said, uh, you're not going anywhere. You're going to stay. We're going to put you in the ICU for a while. Wow, and that was a little bit of a shock. Obviously, I mean, you don't. Number one, you don't think it's going to ever be you. You're going to get it, and then when you do get it, you think, "Oh, just you know, I'm young, only 47 years old, I'm completely healthy, I have no health issues. This will be kind of a quick thing. Turn it around and uh, get back right to it. And uh, next thing you know, you're in the ICU and got a bunch of machines hooked up to you, and you're on oxygen, and and uh, it was uh, quite a interesting uh, time so i was there ended up being at mayo for five days um, half of that time in the icu and then uh 
Monday, um, was able to kind of uh, turn the corner and get good enough to come back home. And then I've uh, been at home the last few days and really starting to head in the right direction. Tony Baselli with us on Jaguars Happy Hour, his first radio appearance since returning home from the hospital. We're also simulcast on the Frank Frangie Show currently on 92.5 FM. Uh, what goes through your mind, Tony, when you're in intensive care and you're by yourself and that's really all you have time to do is think about things? Yeah, I tell you, it's, uh, it's scary, that's for sure. Um, uh you know, your mind runs and obviously you know that people are dying from this and and you're in the hospital and you're in the ICU and, you know, no one can cut, you can't leave the room and no one can come see you unless you're in a full, you know, protective uh, suit and all the protective uh, equipment. Um, so it's really scary. Your mind runs and you just, you know, you know, you know, you can't see your family or anybody until you get better. Um, thankfully, I'll tell you, the people, you know, the doctors, you know, the PAs, the nurses, I mean, the techs, I mean, everybody that I dealt with was unbelievable. And they, you know, they they take their own, you know, they know they're at risk and, and thankfully they have the right equipment, but they're still at risk and they come in there and serve you. And so they made it a lot better. I mean, even all the way to the individuals who come in every day and clean my room. And um, so that was, I mean, seeing somebody in, you know, these individuals that are taking care of you and talking to you and trying to encourage you, that was helpful. Um, but it was pretty experience, pretty interesting experience, and, uh, and there's a lot of times to kind of lay there and uh, just you and your thoughts. Tony Baselli with us. You get moved back into a general room, and now you're obviously back home. Uh, at what point did you see or find out that this story was on social media? Mike Freeman of Bleach Report had tweeted out your situation. It was known around town. It wasn't a public uh, media thing yet, though. Uh, but at that moment, it changed. When did you find out about it, and what was your reaction to see it? Yeah, first of all, I want to thank all my, all the good, you know, all the media in Jacksonville and a lot more of my friends and, and, uh, and they knew, obviously, you know, and I'm closer to some than others. And, and some of them that I talked to, they knew I was sick and and, that, and I wasn't responding to any of the media at all um, from that standpoint of wanting to talk to anybody. And, and each of them really respected my privacy. Um, you know, I got sick and I knew it was a big deal, you know, out there publicly, but I was feeling pretty lousy and a lot going on and and a family to worry about and everything else. And so I just wasn't ready to talk. And, and uh, so thank you to all the Jacksonville media and, and a lot of the national media that's friends of mine that, that kind of knew something was going on and were respectful of my privacy. So I was purposely not saying anything. Not that I would never, just when you're that sick and you're not feeling good, it just wasn't the right time. Sure. And the fact that, you know, Mike Freeman decided on his own without ever even trying to reach out to me. Um, to do what he did. I thought, you know, last, what, what do you want to call it? Ethics or morality? I don't know what the exact term is, but it was, um, it sure wasn't, <laughs> sure didn't feel very good as you're laying in the hospital and you get an alert on your phone that someone's talking about you. Uh, and especially when you're, you know, that sick. So that was tough. Um, I mean, I, like, I couldn't even tell my friends that I was that sick. And so a lot of them found out through him. Sure, and uh, and I didn't like that, and I was pretty upset. But it happened, and uh, he made a decision to do what he did. Um, I completely disagree with it. I think it lacks professionalism, but that's his choice, and uh, that's what he ended up doing. Has he reached out since? No, I mean, he never reached out before to ask. You know, at least have the decency to ask me. If, you know, and find out. I mean, talk to maybe some of my family. What was really going on? You know. God forbid, what if I was dying in there and you're out there reporting this thing? Um, I, I just think it's unfair to, I mean, it's a personal matter, with, you know, and uh, to do that without even trying to reach out was really, really disappointing. Tony Baselli with us, pride of the Jaguars left tackle, co-host of this show, Jaguars Happy Hour, his first radio appearance since returning home. Glad to hear that voice again. Um 
Now, moving ahead, you're back home. Are you in the clear now? How far away are you from being in the clear? And what's your appeal to everybody listening today? Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I took a test yesterday um, to see if the virus was there. It was negative. It was gone. So, um, but because I was in the hospital, I'm taking, you know, back to have back-to-back tests. I'll take, I took another one today. Assuming that comes back negative as well, then I'll be clear. Um, so I guess one of the silver linings in this deal for me is I'm probably the safest, you know, person to be around because I can't get it. I got all the antibodies. And I can't obviously give it to anybody because, you know, I can't get it any longer. So that's the one positive that once I get through this, I'll be uh, be able to go out and be safe. And and, uh, and and so that's a good thing. So, um, you, know, and then, you know, the overall message is, you know, this is real, obviously. Sure. I think sometimes um, we all do it. I'm no different. You hear about these things in the news. You hear of people that you don't know, or you, maybe it feels like it's a far, long way away or a different place. And you kind of question it and you're like, oh, this is not going to happen to me. Or I'm young. I'm healthy. You know, this is a, something that only affects somebody who's old or has other diseases, you know, a compromised immune system, whatever. And it's just, it's just not true. It is real. It can affect any of us. Um, you know, I'm 47, healthy. I got it. Took me down pretty good. But even if I got, and I guess the other thing is, even if it doesn't, you know, maybe you are fortunate and the odds are in your favor because you're, you know, you're healthy and young, but you can still give it to somebody else. And so I think it's a, you know, time right now to listen to the healthcare professionals and the experts, what they're telling us, because it is real. They're not making this up. And uh, really think about our community and think about each other and uh, everyone around us. Tony Baselli with us. Uh, people have been distancing from me for a long time, anyway. Tony, so yeah, I don't really have to. It's, such a nat- it's probably pretty natural for you right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like time. another another week. Um, Tony, let's talk a little football, shall we? Uh, and wrap yeah. up our conversation yeah. here. I don't know how much um, you were following in intensive care, obviously, um, but Yannick Ngakwe has been in the news the last week or so, uh, tweeting about the Jaguars' business practices lately. Um, the Jaguars, as of uh, the last we heard, don't have any official offers from any teams for him, and I don't think they're planning right now to send him away. I think they want him to be here, but it sounds like he's willing to sit down, and uh, I think he's had enough of the Jaguars, it feels like. Well, I mean, here's, here, here's the reality. I mean, they got him under contract because of the franchise tag, and I've been you know, reading Twitter, you know, through Twitter and stuff a little bit here and there, and obviously – you know, he's a big deal, and he's a very good player, and he's a guy that's done a lot of really good things. And the Jaguars use their leverage. They have it. And Jan's got to make a decision, and I can't imagine him not playing if it comes to, you know, making $19 million or nothing. Um, and uh, I know he wants to be traded, but you have to find a partner who's willing to give you what you want. And I think the Jags are going to sit back and be very patient because they do have the leverage. And I think they're probably pretty confident that he would play if push came to shove because, you know, he wants to make his money. Um, it's unfortunate it's come to this. You know, it's obviously you have a guy who's upset, mad, and this is what happens a lot of times in organizations. You feel like you've been cheated or done wrong. It gets emotional and, and a lot of feelings comes up uh, and a lot of, uh, bad, you know, bad feelings come up and those are hard to overcome. Um, but this is the business side of it. And a lot of times in these situations, you know, one side's not happy. And right now, John's not happy and, We'll see where it goes, but my guess is at some point in the next two weeks, I think the Jags will probably get an offer that they want that makes sense to them, and then uh, you'll probably see uh, Yannick traded. But with that said, you have to find somebody who's willing to pay on mm-hmm. the $21, 22000000 million a year. Or to, you know, that's what it's reported he wants. There has to be a tra- trade partner that's not only willing to give you the draft pick, but is willing to pay the long-term deal that Yannick's looking for. So, they have to find the right trade partner. I think they will. Uh, and my guess is before the draft that uh, Yannick will be on a different team. Tony, it's uh, weird that football seems so uh, irrelevant compared to what you've been through the last couple of weeks. But um, Yeah, I tell you, it, it, JP, it puts it, things in perspective. That's for sure for you. And, uh, and uh, you know, and I think when – I know for me going through something like this, you try to find – you know, what can you learn from it? You know, what, what can it tell you? And I think for me, what it's done is more than anything, it, it's reminded me of, you know, 
how many great people I have in my life and, and great friends. And I cannot, I mean, I, I talked about the healthcare workers and they're just complete studs. I mean, the people that dealt with me are studs. There's no other way to say it. There's no regard for themselves and, and uh, to take care of me like that's awesome. But also, I mean, the, the people I have in my life and my family, but, uh, so many good friends too from the Jaguars organization and, and people at my church and, um, I can't tell you how many people have dropped meals off and have taken care of my family when I was being really sick and making sure we have everything we need from medicine to everything else because everyone's been quarantined here. So yeah. um really thankful for, you know, I feel pretty blessed by God, you know, for a, a great life. But part of that is the great friends and the great people um, that he's put in my life. I mean, so many people reaching out to me and still do by text and asking what they do and bring food over and everything else. Um, it's just been amazing. So I got great friends. And, that, and so those things you look back and you're thankful for. And, and I get to work for a great organization, you know, like the Jaguars. Also, my other company that I work with has been great Optum. I mean, so you, you feel pretty blessed to have that many people care about you and, and uh, really kind of take care of you in a time like this. Tony Baselli, first radio appearance since returning home. We love you, man, and uh, glad you're getting healthier by the day, and I can't wait to see you soon, man. Thanks for your time. All right, man. JP, love you, and uh, the good news is as soon as I get this last test back, you don't have to worry about social distancing for me. So <laughs> what we can do the show, we'll do the show together. Yeah, come on over to the house next time. Perfect. Um, Tony Baselli joining us. We'll talk to you soon, man. Uh, see you, the pride of the Jaguars left tackle joining us on the phone. Back in a moment. Uh, great visit there with Tony. Obviously good to hear uh, that voice and glad he's doing well. Um, you'll hear the podcast of that coming up on Jaguars.com and the Jaguars official podcast pages as well. Back in a moment, John Osier joins us with more after this. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSP, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pet Paradise wants you to know that during this challenging time, all Pet Paradise resorts will remain fully operational and are now offering curbside drop-off and pickup for all appointments. In addition, Pet Paradise will offer a 50% discount on boarding and day camp services to all healthcare workers, plus a variety of offers to all pet owners. To utilize the new curbside drop-off and pickup, just call your resort at least five minutes prior to arrival. For more information, go to PetParadise.com or call 877-PETS-PLAY. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. 
All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity every practice every press conference every game 1010xl is there if your favorite team is the jaguars your favorite station is 1010xl home of the jaguars remember to do your part to evolve practice social distancing wash your hands often maintain daily exercise habits at home and stay connected with friends family and jags fans for local information regarding the coronavirus pandemic, follow on Twitter at JacksReady and at HealthyFLA and use the hashtag StayHomeStayStrong. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. Our thanks to Tony Vaselli joining us his first radio interview since returning home from intensive care at the Mayo Clinic earlier the last couple of weeks battling COVID-19. Uh, the replay of that coming up uh, at the end of this show on 1010 AM and then also on the podcast a little later. Uh, John Osher joins us now, senior writer, Jaguars.com. And, uh, John, good afternoon. First off, how are you? Well, uh, thanks for having me follow this, JP. I, mean, <laughs> I appreciate it. The uh, you know, best player in franchise history to face the franchise for years. Uh, with that kind of story, and now, now people get to listen to me. So. Couldn't be happier that uh, he's healthy, and I couldn't be happier that he sounds like he's recovering. I'm, I was, I make fun of Tony a lot. We all do, but uh, thank goodness. Great to hear that voice today, wasn't it? Uh, yes, and in in a month I'll be tired of hearing it again. <laughs> but for today, I was ecstatic to hear it. No doubt. Um, the biggest, I guess, national news around the Jaguars right now is Unique Ngakwe. And he's got an itchy Twitter finger these days, and uh, he has a lot of, uh, well, I don't even know how to describe it. He's upset, obviously, with the organization yeah. and how they've gone about this thing. What is the uh, the end game hasn't changed as of right now. I mean, as of right now, the Jaguars still want him back and think they can find a deal. But it's, it's seemingly by the day, um, it feels like that Ngakwe has just had enough, no matter the number. Yeah, I guess. And, you know, I think it's too bad, and I think, uh, you know, nobody really knows what was offered outside of a few parties. Uh, It certainly sounds to me like Ngakwe last year really was hurt by whatever happened last offseason and kind of moving forward. And I don't know if he was rightfully to be hurt, you know, if the Jaguars really did something that was insulting or, you know, uh, wrong, or if it was taken that way, all that, you know, I know people are going to take sides on this, but that's so hard to know unless you're privy to the conversation. All you can do is really speculate. But clearly, no matter how we got here, it feels like we're here. And uh, I sort of agree with Tony. It's, it's, it's harder and harder to see Ngakwe playing for the team next year. Um, because it seems like somebody will call and make a deal. The only tricky part with that, JP, is you know it still goes back to somebody's got to be willing to give up a draft pick. Yes. Yes. But also evidently pay him whatever number that he wants. And I don't know... If that happens, then you have to assume that the Jaguars misread the market and are offering him a lot less than anybody else would. Does that make sense, what I just said? Sure, I don't yeah. know if that's true. So, you know, at some point, some team, say the number's uh, $21 million a year for five years. I don't know what the number is. But say that's it. And say the Jaguars offered that or offered 20 whatever it is. Is some other team really want him that much more to offer him more than that, and a first-round pick, I think that's what's still going to be tricky. And I'm sure the Jaguars would not want to give him up for, like, a you know, the 28th 
pick in the draft, right? I mean, well, they want would... as high of a pick as they can get, at least one pick. Yeah, and I keep hearing people, well, why don't they just uh, trade for whatever they can get? Look at their asses. That's right. You know, and this is not a case. They don't feel, people I've talked to, they don't remotely feel like they've done this player wrong. So there's not a sense I wouldn't think of, well, let's do him a favor and just ship him off to a team where he'll be happier for a third-round pick. I mean, that's not what this is because they feel like they offered a fair deal last year. More than that, they feel like they did that a year before they had to. That's correct. So, um, you know, I think it's going to take, I would think, at least a first-round pick. Um, And then, again, it keeps going back to this is a guy who – has had 10 sacks once. So I don't know what the overall market value outside of Jacksonville is. First round pick maybe, but then on top of that to pay the, you know, five years, hundred million or, or whatever he wants. I, you know, I suppose it could happen, but I just don't think it's going to be as easy as some people thought it was going to be three or four months ago. I, I said some day one was really tricky because it, it just felt like a resolution was a long way away. Yep. I didn't think it was going to be this tricky. <laughs> it's become tricky quickly, and it uh, will continue to be tricky. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye on Twitter uh, for the latest. Um, you know, earlier in the week, Doug Marone, uh, John Osier is with us, Jaguars.com senior writer. Doug Marone did a media conference a video with local media. Uh, we'd heard from him on, on our shows a couple of times. It was the first time he sat down with the, the group as a whole. And I, I found it interesting that – I think uh, me O'Brien from First Coast News asked him about playmakers on offense. Do you have enough? And he kind of took a second, and then Johnny said, you know, I think the answer would be no. Uh, there aren't enough playmakers on offense. Where do they find playmakers on offense? Well, um, I think anybody who watched him last year would think, yeah, they certainly don't have enough. Um I don't think you can ever have enough in this league right now. They have DJ Stark, a wide receiver, and then uh, the other wide receivers are are uh, capable, but are they are they playmakers on that level? That sort of changed my thinking. I, I you know I had been thinking all along in terms of the draft that wide receiver was really possible, especially as deep as the draft class is. I was thinking, okay, third or fourth round makes a lot of sense for a receiver. It's so deep that it is said that you can get a guy there. But listening to Doug on Tuesday made me think, if special is available, if uh, one of your guys from Alabama, uh, are there Judy or Rugg, somebody like that, at 20, could that be incentive for them to wait on corner until the second round and go ahead and take that playmaker? Because the bottom line is, for this offense, they had trouble scoring touchdowns last year. And if, if, if you can get a rookie who can get you four or five special touchdowns, meaning mm-hmm. turn a 20-yard pass into a 60-yard uh, touchdown, that's a lot to ask, but you know what I'm saying. A guy who can make an impact on the scoreboard you know, and get a couple more wins out of it, maybe that's a route they go. But I, I think they've got to see special at wide receiver to take it at 20. Mm-hmm. or else you would see them go ahead and be content to get in the third round or fourth round. Right, sure. Um, and we're only three weeks away from the opening round of the NFL draft, at least for now, and it's going to be an interesting three weeks ahead. John, um, we uh, enjoy your writing right now on jaguars.com. Uh, I know a lot of the content on the website is uh, getting eaten alive because everybody's at home right now, so this is a, a good time to check out Jaguars content, including your writing, and we appreciate your time today, as always, John. Good to talk to you. JP, as always, buddy. Everybody stay safe. Thank you. There he is, John Ozier, senior writer, Jaguars.com, joining us. Uh, Larry's Giant Subs is open for ordering through the Larry's Giant Subs mobile app, food delivery apps, and drive through pickup windows per location. Check with your local Larry's Giant Subs for more information. We're back in a moment. Speaking of draft, we'll get into some of the top prospects from the Southeastern Conference with Cole Kublik from the SEC Network and WJOX Radio in Birmingham, Alabama. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. 
1995, Tito Beveridge set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. There's a chance your local GEICO agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it great on you. Yeah, you really shredded me. <laughs> but there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local GEICO agents. Call or visit yours today. Everyone is trying to do their part, especially now. And your Ford dealer is built to lend a hand. If your vehicle needs service, just call. Ford service centers are essential to your community and are still open. Find out about pickup and delivery options from participating Ford dealers. Plus, they've implemented enhanced cleaning measures for added peace of mind. After all, you have a lot to take care of. Let us do our part and help take care of you. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Hi, everyone. This is Randy Goodwin from PRI Productions. We understand the impact current times have had on our community. As an event production company, PRI Productions has been there when you've celebrated, honored, cheered, rallied, raised awareness, or just be entertained. And we look forward to being there again soon. What a time we're going to have when we all get together again. The celebrations and gatherings will be awesome and have more meaning than ever before. But until then, we wish you and your family the very best. Be safe. See you soon. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity i'm mike dempsey and we talk jaguars inside and out on jaguars today 10 to noon weekdays on 1010xl and 92.5 fm welcome back jaguars happy hour continues on this thursday april 2nd jp shadrick with you glad you're along with us today our thanks to tony baselli proud of the jaguars left tackle who joined us in the opening segment John Osher, Jaguars.com senior writer. To help families and businesses during this difficult time, Atlantic Self Storage is offering 50% off up to six months on most renewals until further notice. Call 877-WE-STORE or visit the Atlantic Self Storage website for details. The draft is three weeks away from tonight. That is hard to believe. The opening round uh, still, the details of how that will be presented have not been announced yet. I think the league office is working through that, but it's not or not well. It's it's just in time, in fact, to start talking about some of the prospects, some of the top prospects from the Southeastern Conference. In fact, that's where a lot of the names on these mock drafts are being uh, linked to the Jaguars or mocked to the Jaguars, uh, including Javon Kinlaw and Derek Brown and 
even C.J. Henderson, the, the cornerback from Florida. So we visit with Cole Kubelik from SEC Network and WJOX Radio in Birmingham. Also covered the XFL on ABC until the XFL had to quit operations a few weeks ago. A good visit today, this morning over Skype. The full video coming out next week on Jaguars.com. But part of our visit today, discussing some of those notable uh, former SEC players with the Jaguars now and some thoughts about some big-name prospects that are coming up in the 2020 NFL Draft. Uh, let's uh, discuss some of the former SEC players now with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know you're pretty close to Josh Allen, Jaguars defensive end and outside linebacker from the University of Kentucky. Uh, an outstanding rookie season for him, but that really is not unexpected for you. I think you saw this one coming with Josh. Yeah, he he's a young man. First and foremost, physically, when you stand next to him, after you've watched him on film, you, you kind of don't believe what you have. He, he's like a he's like a flex tight end. Uh, he's like a small forward uh, in the NBA. And when you get up next to him, and then you see how flexible he is, you see how he can bend, you see the wingspan, and, and then you just get to know his personality and get to know him as a human being, and you realize what a good guy he is. Uh, I was thrilled to see him uh, have the year that he did last year. Um, got a chance to visit with him actually during the season. He was in Lexington, same time we were on the Jacksonville Jaguars bye week. So I, I wasn't surprised. You know, he, he has all the physical tools to be a great pass rusher in the league, has the personality, has the demeanor, has the maturity to already be a professional, and I thought he carried himself that way. On the offensive line, Jawan Taylor had his rookie season last year. He was the second-round pick for the Jaguars out of the University of Florida. And they love him at right tackle here. Really stood out. Big, strong, physical guy on the right side. Well, remember, I told you about him and told you how much I liked him. And I, I thought he could have benefited from another year, but I also kind of understood that he was going to go ahead and come out with what was happening and, and just situationally. Um, but he gave you flashes of really being a solid NFL player. He has the physicality. He has the demeanor, the attitude. He's got a little bit of nasty inside of him. And being over on that right side, I think, is something that will benefit him. He obviously has the frame, has the physical size to be able to handle things. So I thought he was a great value pick where Jacksonville was able to get him. You knew there would need to be a little bit of development, but all the ability, all the talent, the ceiling was high with, with Wani Taylor. And uh, I think that ended up being a, a pretty good pick for the Jags. DJ Chark Jr., his second year, he finally, you know, the first year, he just didn't make an impact at wide receiver, was really good on special teams, and was a team player, and did everything was asked. But then last season, finally came through over 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, and you, you got a glimpse of what he can be, I think, moving ahead. Yeah, I think the special teams aspect is something you really saw with him at LSU, and he's one of those guys that's just going to be able to run by you. And if you can find a way to tweak your system to give you that deep threat and to take those chances down the field, DJ somebody that is going to be able to help stretch the field. That's valuable in any system. I don't care if you're a dink and dunk offense, pro-style offense, because you're going to run play action. You're going to get safeties that come to the line of scrimmage, whether that's to take away some of the quick throws or to try to take away the run. And you're going to have to have somebody who can get behind the defense at times, and DJ is absolutely that guy. Cole Kubelik with us from SEC Network and WJOX Radio in Birmingham, Alabama. Now to the 2020 NFL Draft. A lot of big-time names coming out of the SEC. i got to start with quarterback, though. That's the big question mark everybody has. I don't know if the Jaguars are going that way at 9 or 20, but I'm going to ask you, Tua or Burrow and why? I'm taking Joe Burrow. Um I, I, when I watch Tua Tungavailoa throw the football, there's nothing not to like about it. Um, it is, it is artwork to be able to see the way he levels the football, the accuracy, the anticipation. It is, it, it, it's just a beautiful thing to, to witness. I think my main question would be how much will I be witnessing this in NFL games for the next five years? That's my only problem. And it's not just a, a, a history of injuries, it's a consecutive history of injuries, and even some of the things in spring ball that have happened to him that haven't really been documented and talked about, and some of the smaller things where two years ago, the amount of time that he just came off the field and spent in the injury tent, those things are concerning to me. I know what I'm getting with Joe Burrow, tough, physical, competitor, selfless, a guy that's got a chip on his shoulder and has had to prove people wrong his entire life. Not Maybe not his entire life, but 
once he stepped on campus in Columbus, I think there were a lot of a lot of doubters with Joe Burrow, and he still has those people fueling him on a day to day basis. Joe Burrow doesn't have maybe as strong of an arm as a lot of people would want out of a, out of a number one overall pick at quarterback. But he's got accuracy. He's got anticipation. He's got great pocket presence, great feel in the pocket. I think he has underrated mobility. He's got great accuracy on the run. And I think there's a lot of people, JP, that take what he got with Joe Brady last year and say, well, it was a system deal and he just sure. was able to utilize the system. Yeah. I actually think there's value in that because Ed Orgeron brings in Joe Brady last January, drops this brand new playbook on the table. And I, I sat down with Joe. And he told me, he turned the first page, and he said, oh, this is different. He turned the next page. This is different. He said, I got 20, 30 pages in, and the whole thing was different. And he said, okay, this is not a remodel. This is a complete makeover. And he liked it. Well, he was able to take that in January and then run it in in September, and look what he did with it, throwing 60 touchdowns and blowing away the single-season SEC passing yardage mark by, like, 1,200 yards. So I think it shows that he can adapt. He can take something new, and he can make it his own, and he's not going to have an issue changing, morphing, doing different things during his professional career. So for mm -hmm. me, Joe Burrow is a guy that I know I can plug and go with right now. There's obviously going to be a learning curve. It's the NFL, but I don't think you're going to – go back and watch the hits he took from Derrick Brown in the Auburn game this year, yeah. the hits he took from Central Florida in the bowl game last year, and tell me that you got injury concerns with Joe Burrow. They're just not real. You're not going to have them. Mm -hmm. I have serious doubts that Tua Tungavailoa is going to be healthy for a consistent period of time during his NFL career. And with the way offensive coordinators are shuffled around in the NFL, offenses change quite a bit, and that's a good note about Burrow there. Uh, you mentioned Derek Brown, and we've seen him. He really took over the SEC last year. The guy uh, was unstoppable at times. Even in the Georgia game, they lost that game. Uh, I called that game on radio. There were moments in that game where that good Georgia offensive line couldn't hold him back. Uh, when he gets going, where is he at his best, and how do you slow him down as an offensive lineman? Uh, I, I, you got to get the ball away from him, but then he actually tracks plays down extremely well. It's something one of one of the parts of his games that I like the most is you, you've got a 315, 320 pounder that when the ball runs away from him. You see him tracking those plays down often, coming from the backside to be able to help make tackles. The energy is there. The, the hustle is there. The motor is there. Finishing plays is there. You, you're not going to be able to just double-team and get away with it. You can't single him up. He's loose enough to win one-on-one -on -one pass rush situations and obviously has the power to be able to withstand just about anything that's going to be able to be thrown at him. So I, I don't think you can go wrong with Derek Brown. Um, he's mature. He's not going to be a, a behavioral problem once you get him into your facility. You know, he's got a little boy. Uh, you know, he, he loves to play video games, so he's going to be in the house doing that. So I think he can be a dominant, disruptive force on the interior of any NFL defensive line because I think his versatility is something that helps him. You've seen him as a stand-up outside rusher. You've seen him as a three technique. You've seen him as a nose guard. You've seen him out playing the five technique. He can do a lot of different things. And I think no matter who selects him or where they play him, you're going to get value with Derek Brown. Cole Kubelik with us from SEC Network and WJOX Radio in Birmingham. Another name uh, on mock drafts that could be headed to the Jaguars if you buy into that stuff is Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. And I heard him talk at the press conference at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. And his background story is unbelievable. Amazing. The way he came back from basically a homeless situation, working his way up, now he's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Uh, just hearing him talk lets you know that he's seen a lot more than just a football field. This is a young man that lived in his, his, his father's automobile for an extended period of time. He was homeless, and it took him a while to open up to that. Some of the, some of the South Carolina coaching staff actually told us that a few years ago. And, you know, they just they said, man, his background, you wouldn't believe it and sort of led us into it, but didn't think he was ready to talk about it. Last year he was, and he, he came in in our meetings and sat down with us, and he laid it all out for us, and we could not believe what we were hearing. Uh, motel to motel in the automobile, and uh, you, you hear the story about him coming from junior college to South Carolina and essentially just needing meals, uh, one of the reasons that he kept playing football because he thought mm -hmm. about giving it up for a while. 
Um, he's a remarkable story. He's very driven. He's another guy that, that recently has had a child. I think the maturity is there, has a chip on his shoulder, has a lot to prove, has a lot of people that he wants to help. And somebody, it's interesting that uh, the defensive lineman that just left Jacksonville, you almost have a clone in Javon Kinlaw coming in. Uh, big, long, tall, rangy. Uh, I think Kinlaw's wingspan is right around eight feet. So he's got legitimately an NBA wingspan. And I remember when Calais Campbell was coming out of Miami, one of the things that I thought was going to be an issue for him in the NFL was leverage. I thought maybe he's too long, too tall. And he obviously figured out how to work around that. Kinlaw did a great job with that last year at South Carolina. And I don't think that'll be an issue with him in the NFL. When you shake his hand, he's just, he's got monstrous paws and he's got big time power. Put the Georgia game on and put the Alabama game on and you will see an individual disruptive force on the interior of that South Carolina defensive line. I think he's going to be a great pro. Cole right, Kublik Cole, from SEC Network. Good visit there. The full visit coming up early and next week on, on Jaguars.com. Back in a moment with Jeff Logg of Jaguars. If they're all available, are you going with we'll oh, I think C.J. Henderson is probably your best situation with logs when we come back. Mellow Mushroom open for delivery and curbside pickup orders. Currently offering free delivery or 10% off on your pickup order. Visit the Mellow Mushroom website or mobile app to place your order and do it tonight. Back with more in a moment. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, our friends in McGowan's AC have been a part of this community for over 40 years. And when it's pollen season or your whole family's locked in the house season, McGowan's wants you to be comfortable and healthy with a one-time spring tune-up for just 50 bucks. That's right, just 50 bucks for a spring tune-up. So when you're staying at home or working from home, get your AC done right with McGowan's AC, the official heating and air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. License number CMC 1250075. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. This is Joe Adib, owner and CEO of Bono's. My family has been serving Jacksonville since 1949. On Wednesday, March 25th, we will be converting our Phillips Highway and Beach Boulevard locations into a neighborhood market. My brother Scott, who owns Strings on 9th and Main, will be opening his market as well on Wednesday. We will all get through this together. Be safe and God bless. At most sandwich places, asking for more of something is just part of the drill. But what if you never had to ask for more? What if more was just a given? At Daly's, more is what our sandwiches are built on. More meat. More cheese. More veggies. More quality. More taste. 
all for a price that's anything but more. Sandwiches from Dash, made fresh, dailies. Start the day with Jaguars and sports talk. The Drill with Dan Hicken and Jeff Prosser. Mornings on 1010XL. Welcome back, Jaguars. Happy hour. J.P. Shadrick with you on this Thursday afternoon. Hope everybody's staying at home best you can. Staying safe. Daily's Place concert dates have changed. Check out dailiesplace.com. As of right now, no concerts have been canceled. They have all been postponed or moved. or Not all of them, but the, the most recent ones that were supposed to be coming up have been moved. Nothing has been canceled. All the details at dailiesplace.com. Let's go back to the phone line and welcome in our co-host, Jeff Lagerman, Jaguars analyst. Good afternoon, Jeffrey. How are you? Hey, JP. Doing good. Uh, enjoying the sun, and uh, I really enjoyed listening to, to Tony talk at the beginning of the show. It's good to hear his voice. Wasn't that something? I mean, his uh, the last couple of weeks for him have been uh, so crazy. Obviously, he described a little bit of that. Um, and to have him back home and, and back on the air is, I think, good for everybody to hear that voice and, and hear the story. I, I think it, it it really hits home. That was the first person I had heard about that I knew that had the coronavirus, and that's when it really hit home for me, Logs. Changes the game, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, it, it really it really did for us, too, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and stayed in touch with Tony via text off and on throughout the process and, and – uh, you know, and, and obviously was was very scared for a while. I mean, look, when when you're in ICU, that's that's no joke. You know, I mean, that's life and death. And uh, you know, so I could I can't understand what he went through because I didn't go through that. But at the same token, I mean, that's got to be one of the one of the scariest things that people that are dealing with this virus that that do get very sick is that you know you're sitting there thinking because you have a lot of time to think and that your thoughts take you to, am I going to die alone? Because that's where you're at. It's not like you're in a hospital room and you have friends and family by you. You're by yourself, you know, so pretty scary thought. Glad he's getting better and uh, very close to being fully cleared. Uh, Jeff Lagerman is with us now on the phone line on Jaguars Happy Hour. We uh, we mentioned this with John a little while ago, and at the very end of Tony's conversation, the unique and Gakwe stuff. I I know you're a huge Twitter guy, Logs. Uh, <laughs> you, it's funny how the the world has changed over the last uh, seven, eight, nine years or so, and that has become the uh, medium to put news or put info out, and certainly it is for Unique Ngakwe right now. Yeah, and look, uh, I, I call myself kind of a, tr- a Twitter troll, you know, it's not so much <laughs> active on it and tweeting and all that, but I mean, I occasionally go on it and kind of see what's going on in the world, and I've seen some of Unique's tweets, and and uh, look, I, I've got nothing but glowing things to say about Ngakwe, the football player. I mean, he's, I mean, the only negative that you could probably say is that is he as great of a run defender as he is a pass rusher? No, but he is, he's a great player. He's committed what he did last year on a well below market contract and the commitment, the, the way he's throwing his body around. I got much respect for him and his game. I'm not a fan though of, of really playing politics or playing games or or trying to make things happen via social media. And I, I just don't think it helps. I don't think it helps the team. If they were to do anything of that nature, I don't think it helps the individual player and in trying to get in or out of a situation that he may be in. And uh, so I, I think that Jan could probably learn some things there uh, because I just don't think at the end of the day, that helps you as a, as a professional, but he's entitled to it. He can do whatever he wants, you know, and at some point he's going to be somewhere and he's going to be a really good football player for somebody. It's interesting because no matter what happens on that front, the the Twitter front and all that, it doesn't really change anything, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. At the end of the day, the Jaguars hold all the cards. That's kind of, that's kind of my point about the social media thing. I mean, you can tweet all you want, but at the end of the day, 
if the Jaguars or if Ngakwe, if it's if it's vice versa, they don't have to react to it. They don't have to respond to it. They don't have to do anything. So at the end of the day, it it's really it's wasted energy. And uh, so I, from that aspect of it, I, I don't understand. So and and it's a shame that uh, that something's happened to where Ngakwe has now fallen out of favor of wanting to play for the Jaguars. And I don't, I don't understand why. I mean, there's something that happened when he said that, uh, you know, he's never going to forget. And he said bad business, you know, he he said it's not about the money anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what happened that led to that. And that's something that, you know, and and here's the thing, if you're going to make those kind of tweets and obviously you're not going to release that information, or if you're not going to make people privy to that information, then then don't then don't put a tweet out like that. You know, it just it just doesn't serve any purpose. You know, uh, I mean, just because you're expecting people to have blind faith to believe that what you're saying there's something more to it, and that you're being upfront and honest, and that you know, there is really something there, and you would react the same way. Well, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, wait a minute, if you're not going to tell us, then then don't say anything. You know, so. I don't know. It's uh, it's a tough situation because he's a good football player, and you'd love to be able to have a Josh Allen and, and an Ngakwe uh, for many years to come in, in a defense that would have great flexibility to play a 4-3, a 3-4, because, I mean, these two guys are, are legitimate 3-4 outside linebackers, and they also are good enough to where they can play with their hand in the ground and play as defensive ends. and. And having a defense that would have the flexibility to kind of go both ways for you, you know, a few years to come, because you have a cheap contract than Josh Allen as a rookie, yep. and you would have a very expensive contract with Ngakwe. I mean, it would be nice, but I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be able to happen or not. We'll see. We're uh, three weeks away. Jeff Lagerman is with us, Jaguars analyst. Three weeks away now from the start of the NFL draft. I know you've been digging in. Uh, looking at tape of all these well, prospects, logs. Where if if you had to pick tonight, if tonight was the you're on the clock at number nine overall, and everybody's available hypothetically, well, where are you going right now, logs? Well, I mean, look, uh, there's and and I don't I haven't looked at the guys honestly, JP, because of the social guys. distancing thing. And I know you're being kind of yeah, yeah. facetious there. Yes, uh, with all of this, but I I was able to get my hands on. Thank you very much, Jaguars uh, football IT department. Get my hands on the uh, an iPad to where I can now watch some film on some college prospects, so very that when nice. we get closer to the draft, yes, I'll be able to kind of speak eloquently on that. But he- here's the thing: I will tell you, there are positions that are at a premium, and there's no question about that. And and some of the positions, obviously, quarterback, cornerback being two of them and obviously the Jaguars I think have a need at both of them and uh and I'm not saying that they should draft a quarterback and I'm not saying that they will draft a quarterback I'm just saying that until you know you have a guy you gotta still take that under consideration cornerback is a big hole with this football team right now yes and so I would not be surprised if they go there and i what the young man at Ohio State Okuda, I guess, is very high on a lot of people's boards so you know so we'll see what happens but uh but here's the one thing that's for certain: you got a lot of picks, and you got you got the ability to improve your football team with the draft this year. And this is as a critical of moment that's ever been seen in Jaguars history, because you need to change the direction of this franchise, of where it's been, to where it's going to go in the future. <clears throat> Twelve draft picks. Do they all make the team logs? Feels like they might. Well. <laughs> here's the thing if all 12 draft picks make it then they're making it just because they're draft picks you you got to earn the right to be on the squad and so uh, that that should prohibit some from making the football team because you're not going to bat a thousand when it comes to to picking in the draft nobody does Uh, i mean very few have ever done it i mean you go back what is it the great drafts of the pittsburgh steelers what year was that that they had the hall of fame three hall of famers or something was that early 70s it was before my time. Yeah, you played, well, well, I was young too. So, <laughs> but I mean, one of those—if you could have one of those drafts—I mean, which has never been replicated in NFL history. But my point being is that this can change the direction of your franchise, and certainly sometimes you have the ability to change that direction with just one pick, and that's by drafting a quarterback. Certainly, 
And that's why I say you never take that option off the table. And if you do, you're a fool. All right, Logs. Uh, great stuff as always. Stay safe this week, and we'll uh, catch up with you next week, Logs. Good talking to you. Okay. Thank you, JP. Jeff Logman, Jaguars analyst. Our thanks to John Osier as well. Cole Kubelik from SEC Network. And the great Tony Baselli, who is back home, getting healthy by the day. For everyone involved, this is J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. WJXLAM and FM, Jacksonville Beach. This is 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars.